I literally squealed like a like a, the the tiniest of school children uh, when I saw what was happening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stat Check, episode 24. This is The Christmas Bird, where we are joined by the one and only I of somebody. Uh, I am Innes. I am technically the host. I am joined by Anthony, Jeremy, and that guy, other that guy, uh, the Falcon, who you might have heard of from being the genesis of everything important in 40K. Uh, I'm sure he really appreciates us calling him that. But, yeah, so. yeah. Big fan, big fan. Yeah, and Peter Always loves it. Loves being complimented and being told how awesome he is. And yeah, he handles it really well. It's great for his ego. That's why I disappeared for like the last year, explicitly for that reason. Yeah, exactly. How are all of you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, things are going well. Coordinating my pre-LVO practice weekend, so that's a that's always a bit of a process trying to figure out like who's coming in, when they're coming in, like if they're coming in. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, lots of fun juggling, uh, juggling cats, I guess is the right way to put that. It's like hurting cats, but worse. Um, I'm not flying in, buddy. I'm not risking it again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're safe this time. What about you, Jeremy? Uh, I'm getting ready for a couple RTTs, which are ostensibly going to be my LVO practice. Uh, and also working towards selecting the team for the WTC this year. Ooh. Fancy. And that's for Canada or some other country? Yeah, for Canada. Perfect. And PR, how has your last year been in summary? It's been a lot. It's been real busy. Uh, but the last six months have been amazing. Moved back to the Maritimes. I've uh, been kind of catching up on life and all of the pursuits of happiness. Driving a lot because I work an hour and a half away from where I live, uh, which isn't the coolest. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know living the dream uh currently prepping for lvo myself i just uh, started booking flights as i'm going to be commentating again this year uh for the flgn team um really looking forward to it um doing a lot of little bitty researches and getting th- some things planned trying to uh book restaurants in advance because i'm i'm going all out this year i'm gonna get like i'm fat now i'm gonna be so fat after lvo like i'm gonna be <laughs> fucking fat like hell yeah well, the last time I, I remember you submitting seat. a list for was uh, when you submitted three squads of 10 neophytes of 550 points each. So Yeah, and BCP allowed it. They're like, legal list, give her. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now, but. So glad Nailed to see it. you back in the commentary booth. It'll be good to see that there's going to be somebody competent out there, not, if not the helm uh, behind, awesome. the, behind the wheel. Adam Camilleri knows dick all about 40K nowadays. <laughs> and you know loads, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're paying all the attention right now. Eh, weirdly, I am. Uh, despite trying to back off of it, I can't. It it hurts me. I just Guts, can't. People, people in keep you. asking me questions, so I keep reading material. So you keep getting tagged in every single Discord because you're in every Discord. No, I got I left them all, man. Hard. I like I'm in yours because you guys forced me in, and like two others. Everything else, I was just like, I don't want to be here. All these people talk nonsense, like. We did physically threaten Peter to join ours. It's true. He really did. Well, it was more Cliff. He's the one I'm worried about. 
Yeah, everybody should at all times. Cliff yeah. is at all times minimum like at most three hours away from you. Cliff can be yeah. there. Like Cliff yeah, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> like I have no worry about Innis because he's always drunk and he's across the ocean. Anthony's real small, but also very kind. So yeah. like even though I know he could probably kick my ass. There's a point where I would just fall on top of him, and I think I have a chance. Um, and then Jeremy, I've met Jeremy. Like I could take Jeremy in a second. Like, because here's the thing: I cheat. If I if we get in a fight, guys, like be aware, I will do something real bad to you. Yeah, like, I'm gonna shoot you. Just being up front. Yeah, it might but be Cliff with a is invulnerable. These Cliff acts through a network of American government shadow agents. And there's exactly. Also, that. Cliff is a hundred percent a custodian guard. Like, there's. I've seen pictures. The man is a monster. Yeah, so, a big yeah. Perfect. Uh, as for myself, uh, apologies for not being here last week, guys. I was, was last week. Yeah, last week was when yeah, I was, was stuck, stuck in London. Uh, there was a whole. Go listen to the last episode. The guys, the guys did a terrible job of explaining it, but I was stuck in London. Uh, All I know about that is that it was your fault and it was avoidable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's exactly what it is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I played in a RTT this weekend, which is to say I played in the Scottish Masters, which was an invitational for the top eight players in Scotland this year, uh, which I managed to win because by drawing with Death Guard because I can't count scores properly. Uh, I actually did win, but, you know, whatever. Uh, drew and won on points count back and then beat my next two games. Uh, it counts, okay, maybe. Uh, almost lost to Grey Knights again on stream. Uh, you know, just do, doing regular NS things. And then, like, okay, roll, roll, roll thousands of the Flamers because why wouldn't you? Uh, so 40k is easy. You just if you only lose to the bad stuff, you never play that in later rounds. So if you only lose to the bad stuff, you never play the good stuff. I have now drawn in as a map of the airport. Yeah, man, that would that definitely <laughs> would help. Um, sorry, I was almost on the like Cliff. Uh, I was almost on the phone to Tim, being like, Tim, could you just tell me what gate I'm at, please? Yeah, how do I get out of here? <laughs> His power um, only extends to the U.S. I'm sure I could convince him to try it. Um, so yeah, that's been my, my last week. Uh, obviously, I went to the States uh, last weekend, where I managed to play third with only a small loss to Grey Knights, blemishing my record uh, by virtue of playing like an idiot and rolling too well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> imagine yeah. rolling too well. I know, it's horrifying, isn't it? Uh, that was a great that was a great time. I managed to go over and see Anthony uh, meet his business, who's as wonderful as he makes her sound. Um, Confirm. Got to meet a bunch of people from the Discord, which was really good fun. I have like a few of the terrible, terrible shirts you guys made that I've distributed one to Crits of. They are so bad. They are That's genuinely the awful. I can't wait to see them in the wild occasionally now. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping everybody who's got one is at LVO just so that we can like get a group picture with Anthony in the middle, like that. Um, that I mean, with the woman and the five guys behind her. Uh, yeah. That's what. That's all I really want for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see if we can find like a black sofa for you to sit on at LVO. I mean, that's what they cast off of, right? That's how that works. Well, I mean, the Rio is only those kind of couches. It is like the shittiest hotel in Vegas. So, yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, um, that's good. Uh, other than that, we could, would technically be the bit where we move on to stats and me doing plugs and stuff like that. We're going to, I'm not going to do that this week. No, it's fine. Uh, we're going to just do the bunch of questions that you guys asked us, and then we'll be taking questions from chat as well, uh, because we have a wonderful guest on with us who, is only going to be with us very occasionally, and uh, we should be the most of the opportunity to get you guys the chance to answer for his crimes of legitimizing 40k in so many ways and making us all have to think about it so much more, which is your fault, good sir. Uh, well, thank you. I'll take 
I, I like it when it's a backhanded compliment. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, like it's your fault. We have to take this seriously. Now is basically it's it's my at. fault. You guys have a podcast. I get it. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is works. actually your fault that I'm here. So yeah. Yeah. So we are gonna jump through a pile of questions today, and then we'll take some more from chat. We're gonna run for about another hour and twenty minutes, uh, and then we'll let people go. I think Cliff might be joining us at some point as well. Um, we'll find out. He's just here to scare Falcon into answering questions. Instead of making jokey flipping answers, I mean, I, I've openly said I didn't want to answer any of the ones I saw on that Discord. So yeah, that's um, fine. Um, but I think I'm going to have to anyway. Yeah, you agreed to be here. That means that you have to suffer by our rules yeah. now. It's you like um, I get it. It's like when you get like a fairy and they've they've sat down at the table and they've got to they've got to follow the rules. They can try and trick you, but they have to follow the rules that were set out. You have to answer the questions, Peter. Yeah, I think okay. we should talk about one thing before we get into the questions, which is the main Please. reason that Falcon is actually really interested in being here, which yeah. is. What do you think about the latest announcement? Pausing for effect. And oh, I, a new show. I like I literally using the term in the worst way possible, squealed like a like a, the the tiniest of school children uh, <laughs> when I saw what was happening. Um you know, that night when the news release went out that he might be attached, uh, there's a fellow I know that's in Hollywood that's like, don't worry, like, this isn't actually real. Uh, this is his girlfriend doing a thing to try to make something happen. And I was still like, it doesn't matter. Like, this, there's a possibility of this being real. And then the next morning when GW confirmed it, and we're like, yeah, guess what? Henry Cavill is now going to be, like, the basically the lead and executive producer for a Warhammer TV series on amazon what what like that is incredible <laughs> fuck yes i don't even care what it's about it could be about anything i don't give a shit i will watch all of it i won't even be mad like fuck all of you people in whatever twitters and reddits and shit that are like it's gonna be bad like rings of power or um wheel of time fuck you fuck you rings of power was actually not bad yes wheel of time sucked shit but this is going to be amazing because it's Henry Cavill. He like, for a long time in my life, I said that I, well, I am a heterosexual man, uh, but I would definitely do anything for Hugh Laurie. And then later on, as time has progressed and Hugh got older, not into the older guys, uh, Henry Cavill has taken his place. And so now, like... Mm -hmm. 100%. I'm into this. I don't care. I want to be his love interest. I've asked online uh, to see if someone can make it happen. Like, I'll be anything to be on this show. I'll be a bird servitor because that fits. Like, just let me be that. Um, I, I would be some weird peasant being flogged in the streets. Um, I could be his Beckwin to his Eisenhorn, although I don't think he's going to do Eisenhorn. Like, people are saying that. There's no way. He said in interviews he doesn't want to do Eisenhorn. He feels like someone else should be Eisenhorn. Mm. Um, in which case, like, he should be my man Valerian. That's who he should be. Like, if oh, he was snap. Valerian Ooh. and they redid the, um, uh, like, Shadows of the Throne, um, Watchers of the Throne, I should say, like, I would be into it. A hundred percent. Like, okay. do that. GW, listen to me. The man has read those books be that the end perfect now having followed on from all of that peter could you tell us a bit about who you are <laughs> just for anybody who doesn't know 
I'm a very excitable 40-ish year old man um, who really enjoys Warhammer and the people that play it. Uh, um, the reason why I get invited onto shows is because like five years ago, I was alone in an airport tower listening to a podcast and, and uh, a certain Val Heffelfinger and Pablo Martinez uh, were talking about how no one did statistics for Warhammer. And I was like, that's dumb. This game's super fun and people play it. Someone should do that. And so I started. Um, and then no one would let me stop for years. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> That's basically it. So I I started tracking uh, tournament data from around the world uh, back in a time when it was almost impossible to do so because people were using whatever app they chose. Innis, for example, uh, only used what felt like cave scratchings. I would get uh, pictures of computer screens uh, from him and his friends for Scottish events. Um, there were events happening in the Midwest United States that were only on paper. I think Battle of Birmingham, when I got their first set of results, it was all on cue cards. It was like, here's 200 cue cards of uh, the, the games we played uh, here. So it was, it was a different beast back then, but it was, it was fun to be the, like to, to actually get a grasp on what was happening in 40K because as I got really invested in the competitive side of the game back then, um, it was very clear that nobody actually knew what was happening. You'd get occasional articles on like Blood of Kittens or on Bell of Lost Souls that were like, here's the stuff that won X event. Um, but you knew that way more events were happening and, uh, and like people were just talking opinion-based. There was nothing um, objective. It was all subjective out there. So I wanted to add some objectivity to everything that was going on at the time. And uh, yeah, so I spent four years um, tracking statistics and then I needed to take a break for mental health purposes. And uh, here I am today, so. He got out, he did it, he completed it. I got out. I complained for years about how, trying to find a way to get out. And it turned out I just had to leave. That was it. Yep. I just had to one day be like, no, we're done. Not, just had to cold turkey. I couldn't falcon yeah. anymore. Had to cold turkey. Yeah. And we're all very, very glad that you set the foundation of what you did because the work you did, mainly in nerfing Iron Hands, that's all I really care about. Yeah, that uh, was fun. That was that was kind of the piece to the resistance for me. It was, uh, was like A, butchering that term, and then B, actually... <laughs> uh, helping with with getting uh getting um iron, iron hands sinbind yeah oh yeah felt good felt good man so yeah for any for anybody who's around peter is the og the uh the titan upon which all of us stand uh and we're very glad that he is enjoying his semi-retirement where he only comes out of his box to commentate lbo you know just the biggest and about the henry cavill and about henry cavill yeah i um, will talk about henry cavill all day yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna try and avoid any more questions specifically related to Henry Cavill, just for runtime concerns. Oh uh, yeah, it'll get it'll get excessive. Like I I want to talk more about it, but I I did see that you had like seventy some odd questions you want me to answer. So, well, not just you specifically. Some of them were for like us as well. We, we yeah, all I get that. But McWerp is in your Discord, so uh, there's like twenty that are just for me. Yeah, <laughs> we we live we have a set hard McWerp three questions a week limit. Yeah, so. yeah. Curious got him down to one. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll give him an extra couple because uh, you can, can have two more because Peter's here. How many does Zane get? I, I didn't I'm see many to... Zane questions, which is good because his questions are always shitty. Like, 
Um, anyway, yeah, uh, if you want to ask questions directly to us and all of our guests, check out the patron Discord thing. It's in the description. Yeah, sign up for these guys. They're super smart and good. Pay them money. Exactly. Hey, if you're watching right now and you're not paying these guys money, I don't like you. Oh. Actively. That's yeah. the best call to action we've got, I think. Yeah. Actively, I hate you. And I don't hate very many people. Like, my list right now is real small, so it's just I'll like find out. Several billion people. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go through the list of, of viewers later, and I'm just going to be like, fuck, you're on my list. DM man. them, DM them yeah. individually. <laughs> yeah, individually, each and every one, all 11 of them. <laughs> 11? Wow, are we having a good week? Uh, <laughs> well, that's just the amount of people watching that aren't also subbed. We try to keep the ratio pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. You guys have been ratioed pretty hard. Yeah. Right. Let us start with some real questions. What happens if we go back to more starting CP, and how does starting CP affect the health of the game as you see it? This is Man, I fucking friends. wish they would do that, but I'm real biased as a uh, CSM boy. <laughs> yeah, I would like more starting CP as a turret player. That'd be real nice. I probably don't need it, but I would like it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, kind of glad we never got to see 12 starting CP Chaos Space Marines. What the fuck? Yeah, that is probably best for the health of the game. We didn't do anything to anyone. It's been fine. Yeah, because you you start at like two CP every game. Two? Usually <laughs> one or And then first children. <laughs> Listen, my creations of Biolist was starting at zero for a while until I got into a couple missions where I was like, oh, I really need at least one. <laughs> you recover the, the first time you go second on Recover the Relics with the zero yep, starts. Exactly. exactly. I don't understand why I play this game. What are you doing with CP and Bile? Rerolling advances? Like, what the fuck? You don't use it on anything in the army. I just want one reroll. That's all I want. Like, I just wanted to have one in pocket. That's fair. Uh, yeah, starting CP generally, I think the lower starting CP is, the more it heavily favors just having good data sheets and doing cool, doing things on turn one with them. Uh, mm. when you have more CP, you generally get to do more defensive tools. Like compounding offensive stratagems isn't as big a deal nowadays, I don't think. Whereas having access to defensive stratagems on early turns is much more important. Yeah, uh, that's not the world we live in, though. So, um, and then obviously detachments are a weird and a weird and additional thing with that. Um, it limits less flexibility a fair amount when you're much more heavily restricted on detachments. Yeah, um, we see a lot more, uh, or more trips nowadays, but that's not always a good thing. That often means let's have to play garbage units, which is not something you should be encouraging as the game designer, I don't think. Yay, uh, shitty stuff. Woo. Exactly. Here's your shitty breakfast cereal. Go and eat this, and then you can have fun. It's not Anthony really. says as he tries to shove as many noise marine squads in an army as Noise marines aren't troops. Like, that's a lie. Big the Emperor's children teaches you. They're in the troop slot and everything. Look at them. They're right there. <laughs> They're in the troop slot for every, for every army that takes them. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> right. Um, I have a real question this week, or at least a conversation starter. This is from Tim Pitty. Can the host and guest please expand a bit on personal theories for the differences between the CRS generated faction ratings and the most recent meta report? I'm going to op open the image and try and stream this. So let's see if this works horribly. Oh, this will be good. Don't, don't. Um, it's it's going to be fine. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. He did it without breaking anything. Let's Hell yeah. Uh, okay, so this is a um, representation. On the right, we have the most recent meta report, which is the uh, monthly thing that I make uh, with the help of the wonderful guys here. Uh, where we see like um, each faction ranked based on our voting and also things like win rate, um, over representation, and event wins. And then we have the CRS score for each faction on the left here, 
which is the weighted ELO result for each faction based on how well they've been doing in recent events. Uh, and so why are they, why are these different is a fairly interesting question, I suppose. So we'll see, for example, here, Chaos, uh, Chaos Demons are in third and in second here, so that's fairly similar. Harlequin is the same, second in CRS, first in the meta report. But then we have something like Dentosaurus, which is fourth and seventh, or Gene Circles, which is eighth and ninth. And then we get into some of the more interesting ones as we go down, like Tau in 15th in CRS, but we have them in fifth as our overall as players. So oh why God. do we think yeah, we see um... some differences here? I'll do mine last because it's my thing. So, yeah, I think the the biggest part is, I mean, I'll address the easy one, the easy part of it. Uh, we don't rank super factions in the meta report, um, so but they do show up in the CRS because there are factions that people are playing under. But I think the other thing is is that while the CRS is based on raw, it's just win rates into each other. It doesn't factor in things like over rep and event wins. And it's one of these things where we've talked about in the past, win rates are not all that they're all that they're cracked up to be. You don't just need to look at win rates, you need to look at how a faction's doing overall. Yeah. I so think like that makes a lot of sense. Now obviously for like if you look at the first couple, Harlequins and Demons are first and second for almost everything. But then you look at leagues, they're second for win rate, but they're eighth for over rep and seventh for event wins. So high win rate, not as high of a conversion into top fours and win and event wins. So they're getting they're you look at you look at an, at an army like that and you know that they're hitting that they're hitting a wall somewhere. And if you look at the rank of of Votan, they're sitting at seventh in the CRS. It's probably because they're running into a hard wall against things like flamers, T Suns with flamers, demons as a whole. And just not enjoying life yeah so they're playing the same army three times uh, is what you just said they have a real problem with the flamer data sheet is basically what you're saying yeah uh, and they're they also do. getting like lifted up by contributor voting here being first in that i assume right yeah absolutely so we uh we contributor voting is four percent of the way here and we broadly thought that they are the best army in the game right now uh, whether that will hold true going forward entirely remains to be seen but we all still think that i think <laughs> Although I haven't played against them now a little bit more. I'm more on the like. I mean, it sucks for leagues of O10 players that so many of them have decided that Kronos Hegemony actually is a faction they should be trying to use. Yeah, they should um, stop doing that. If, if you guys could stop. I know that you're in really shitty, like, tiny areas that only have the exact same 28 players playing at your GTs, but just play a better, play any of the other ones, please. Yeah, come come to the come to the light that is the Ymir conglomerate. Yeah, please. Yeah. Or maybe even the Greater Thurian League. Ugh, gross. No, guys, just play Orani Sartor. It'll be fine. You can get Toughness oh, 7 Berserkers. Toughness 7 oh. Berserkers. Live it's your funny, but it's really mean. bad. But... It's not good, but it is funny. Exactly. Yeah. It's 90% of what you're looking for. Athlete doesn't have thoughts on this. What do you want about it? Yeah, math. Ugh, gross. Pain. <laughs> Suffering. Demon. Yeah, my, so I'll close out on this one. Uh, my broad thoughts is that the CRS represents sort of the average of the meta very well, whereas what we're trying to capture in the meta report is the top end of the meta, so what the very, very best. Um, so we're trying to look at um, like the players who are in the top 10 in contention for winning any GT they go to. What is the meta going to look like for them? Whereas the CRS captures much more holistically what the sort of mid-tables look like, where a 60% win rate by going 3-2 and two is really good. Whereas uh, a 60% win rate by going one player going 5-0 and oh and three players go and like a couple of players going two and three is looks very different in terms of um, results for getting into the matter report where that pulls out better on event wins and over representation. Uh, and then also our, our contributor voting, we're looking at, we're also looking forward. We're trying to think about what these things are relative to the meta as a whole right now. So we might see that, for example, Harlequins 
uh, do really well uh, in both sets. But um, what was the one I used? Tau do on aggregate pretty bad, but Tau are pretty good in some of the meta stuff right now, which means at the very top end, Tau overperform on where their weighted faction average is because the best players are doing great things with them, um, which just means that we single them out as being something with a higher upside than what their ranking representation is. I think that'll do it for that, as long as that makes sense. I'm not talking crap, but that's fine. Either way. Either way. Uh, let's go back to our beautiful faces, mostly Peters, uh, who is unfrozen again, which is always nice. Uh, Alex says, just let Peter know that we miss him and we hope he's okay. I am. I'm like, I did crash my car twice yesterday trying to get home in time to watch Avatar so that I could be on Grim After Dark. Um, but like, I'm fine. 30 second Avatar review? Avatar. Hmm? 30 second Avatar review? Yeah, yeah, I had to go see Avatar 2 to talk about it on Grim After Dark. So I showed up 20 minutes late because I crashed my car twice uh, into snowbanks. But I got there. How was I do the know Ennis's accent can sometimes be hard to understand, but he's asking for a 30-second Avatar review. A 30-second... Oh, shit, Ennis. Or like five seconds. I don't care. Words about Avatar. It's good. Um, it's, Thank you. It's better, it's better than I thought. Um, the fight scenes are incredible at the end. The cinematography is uh, amazing. I really enjoyed um, how they take it from the point of view of, of like the children. So everything is cool and new. Uh, the whale hunting scene, it takes way too long. Nailed it. Top three armies at LVO and top three players from Nick. Uh, Tau, Votan, Nids. Uh... Vic, Ennis, Lennon. Hmm. I guess that's me. Probably. Yep. Fire. Uh, Tau, I'm going to Chaos and Votan, since we know there's no guard. Or we hope that there's no guard, because... <laughs> I'm, I'm with Jeremy. Um, that would be my go-to. I mean, players. Is, a, is a fine fourth. But. Right, players. Uh, I'm going to have to say Vic. Uh, found out Manny's not going to be there, so I don't have to talk about him. Um, Lennon. Brian. Seep. No chance. The no sleeper! No way. What is this? Get out of here. <laughs> That's garbage. Put Roberts in his top three. Fuck yeah. Um, like Vic and Lennon are always going to be options. Is Gaylord coming? Yes. 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 I would. That would be my three. I'll go Vic, Soli, and fuck. I forgot Soli. <laughs> Vic, Vic, VJ, Matt oh, Morisoli, and some Soli. random Italian player we've never heard of. Like my okay. favorite thing about Matt Morisoli um, is, outside of Australia, people tend to forget he exists. Um, we didn't draft him last year when he was in the LVO draft. Turned out he wasn't going anyway, but he was definitely on the roster. Yeah, I just forgot he was signed up. The the 2019 LVO when he brought like old school uh, demons plus uh, Thousand Sons, and everyone like thought it was a garbage idea, um, and he destroyed everybody until he got to Steve Pamperine and forgot what Assault Centurions looked like. Um, <laughs> Like, oh my god, I was rooting for him so hard, and then he gets into the like the round before the shadow round with that list, and he goes into Pamperine, 
And the way he he deployed Pampering's like, well, I guess I just win. And Matt was like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, those dev sense can't do anything to me. And, oh, no. and Pampering is like, these are assault sets. And he was like, fuck. And he just like wiped him. Turn one. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, he deployed no. thinking that Steve had put out some dev sense into a ruin and they were assault sense and they just jumped him and murdered his face. But still, like, he's such a good player. Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, uh, and obviously, like we're all we're all going to put ourselves in like the top four, right? So I'm not even going to. I'm definitely going to be. Uh, yeah, at least we know. But like, obviously, I want Anthony me in the final. That's that's all that I would. That's all I'm really asking for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drive happy with a solid five one. So you guys can you guys can just. Have I can make it. As long as I dodge Grey Knights, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll just drag my Emperor's children through this Tau Votan Thousand Suns meta. And just yeah, it's list them. Oh uh, yeah, top three armies. Fuck all of those orcs, Terranids, and chaos demons. It's gonna be fine. Don't worry about shooting. It's not real. Player place terrain. If people tell me player place terrain is great for stopping shooting armies, they must be right, right? It's better than what garbage you guys use, but it's not great. Shh, look, look, I'm making a joke and a point. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Peter, is the falcon your favorite bird, or alternatively, what's the origin of the name? I think you've told the story like a million times now, right? I've told the story a million times. Uh, falcon is my favorite bird, but that's uh, not where it came from. God, like 12 years ago now, 13 years ago, I was in a bar with a bunch of friends after a really awesome Warhammer night playing. There's probably 16 of us uh, all getting together, shooting the shit. And I said at one point, um, someone had said that nobody can make their own nickname. And I said, that was bullshit. I bet 100% I could make my own nickname and I'm going to start calling myself the Falcon. And I changed my name to the Falcon. I put Falcon as my middle name in Facebook. And then it wouldn't let me change it back because I changed my name too many times. <laughs> um, and so I just left it there and then, you know, like si and nobody called me the Falcon here. Uh, but you know, six years later, I'm sitting, uh, talking to Pablo Martinez on chapter tactics and he called it out and he was like, that's a weird middle name Falcone. Um, and it just kind of stuck. And then everybody started calling me Falcon. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then now so people bird call me in public. Yeah. People bird call you. Yeah. That's, that's not great. <laughs> Easy. Uh, it's better than what, what would happen to Anthony if people started manifesting his his nickname in public, though. So. Please, no more. There's so many. <laughs> We're just gonna people are just gonna start trying to fight you in public. I really hope that's what happens. I like, it seems like it would go really badly for them. But yeah, <laughs> but like I I am giving you not permission, but I'm recommending you try if you see Anthony at a tournament. Don't uh, do it, people. Hospital the, the trick, expensive. guys. Catch him off guard. Throw hit him with a chair. When he's not looking, and then yeah. go for it. That's your option. Okay. Um, what is Please the most efficient? Drink? Uh, there's a bunch of questions about uh, Henry Cavill, but Sam for Sam asks in this for the show. Will you mind everyone to please comment on all the static videos? And you know what, Sam? No. Um, I'll do it. You guys better comment on these videos. You better like. You better fucking subscribe. Um, you better join their Patreon because they're good people. Um, and if you don't, I'm coming. I'm a coming. I'm gonna take it down a list of all of the people that don't, and I'm gonna call you out at LVO um, and shame you check openly, it twice. one by yeah. one, <laughs> one by one. You That's will gonna pair. be the if show you don't opener. Subscribe to us. You will pair an Art of War member round one. <laughs> yeah, I have that kind of power. Yeah, don't doubt Peter. He can do it. And you'll end up with the Necron he'll tables Val, every game. Val think it's his fault. Oh, no, it's, not it's the like, Necron tables. No one wishes. Listen, they're gonna only have like five of them, and. All 10 people that are dickheads to you guys, they're going to be on those tables. <laughs> all, all 10 people stuck on the Necron table, all of them. All nine, all nine games. 
You'll get to play Nick on, on the round before he's drunk and yoloing in his army. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is the most efficient drink for enjoying your family for long periods of time? I found vodka to be very efficient. <laughs> Whatever shit the polls gave us, plus apple juice. I mean, usually a nice potato vodka does a good job. I just, I drink whatever my girlfriend gives me these days. Like, I'm just like, that sounds good. Hook me up. Yeah. That's fair. That's basically what Anthony was doing with the Polish stuff as well. That's true. Typhus, my Polish girlfriend. I believe it. He's a handsome man. He's beautiful. Yeah. He's gorgeous. After the debacle of the new guard decks being allowed at some events and not others, going forward, should GW and other organizations like ITC take a firmer stance on what slash when armies are tournament legal to determine if an event qualifies for rankings points? Yes, GW. It would be great if they took a stance ever at all. Yeah, GW should take stances. Period. And be public about those stances, not just the end. back alley threaten with knives and paper. Yeah. If they could stop threatening with knives, that would be big. And, and legal stuff. Knives. Yeah. Personally, not a huge fan of a knife. No. And legal stuff. Yeah. I don't like that either. <laughs> Adam, you are very correct. This is Satchek Live Chat, where other podcasts come to feel like the audience. Uh, sure. It is wonderful how many people we have here who are also awesome content creators, and we're glad that we can be part of all of your days. Um, I think somehow. everyone that plays 40K now is a content creator. Yeah, it's impossible not to be at this point because people yeah. just, like, you get to a point where if you're good at 4 people just ask you questions incessantly. It's easier to make a video you can link them one mm -hmm. time. <laughs> yeah. It's also good for the advanced knowledge ahead of the curve stuff that no one talks about and we all pretend is okay in the setting. What advanced knowledge? Right. Exactly. That. No, like, seriously. You guys are getting advanced knowledge? Ah. Uh, I wish. Man, the new GT pack is incredible. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get you don't you can't get me in trouble but you're gonna get them in trouble i like they didn't tell you me, get me like, in trouble <laughs> there's this beautiful thing where people just still tell me stuff right so yeah, yeah it's so weird isn't it peter's yeah. got I mean, no idea out of the ecosystem and then people being like yo you used to be in this ecosystem therefore we can tell you things it's yeah i just get like people tell me and then they're like you're under nda and i'm like oh yeah totally percent Totally and under no NDAs. He's got an NDA for work. He's like, I have an NDA. Yeah, I do have an NDA for work, I guess. So so yeah. back in like 2020 when I was telling everybody squats were coming, um, that felt That's real true. good. Very powerful. Indicated. Just wait for the new squats that come to Necromunda. Please tell me there's a beam plane. That's all I'm asking for. I don't, a think there's a, oh, beam plane. I don't remember a beam. Well, I don't know what they have for weapons. I just know the models. So no, no beam plane. <laughs> It'll double. They should give it. the beam plane to the sun shark. They should just replace ion weapons with beam weapons. Just make Ooh. the beam type. It fits. It's no. lore, lore adjacent. No. Yeah, they just they just decided to to upgrade the technology a little bit. It's it's when the oh. riptides get beam next edition. That's when it's gonna be bad. Anyway, yes, we should take a step from our sermons. Cortex is banned until FAQ comes out. I would definitely be down. For I'm that. fine with that. I yeah. think that's for like GT that's... play, like RTT play, do whatever the fuck you want. I really couldn't care less. But GT sure. play, I think you should probably have to. I'm I'm done with you. you. Have to have a balanced data slate before your book is legal for GTs. But whatever. Oh, that's they so need long. to stop releasing the fucking book like six months before the actual like inside like limited edition shit. Just stop. Yeah, that that part just that's needs to stop. They'll probably like not release, do your limited edition bullshit, time. and then also with the book as like at at least at the same time because we know the book exists. No. And uh, Vic, Vic says Voltron indirect beam playing would send me straight to the Lord of the Rings tabletop game. 
Yo, me yeah. too. I actually want to try that game. Yeah, Vic, I, I would just a written game. full jump to Legion at that point. Uh, Vic, talk to like, me I'm already close. Game. I'm already a pro professional snap player, so. Mm, that's pretty good. Okay. PR, this one is specifically for you, but it's gonna good. it's gonna suck our ego and also make us sad. What does stat check do that you what things does stat check do that you didn't that you think are interesting? That's like four negatives in that question. What do we do that you think is cool? And what do you think we could improve? Oh. Um, well, the the things that you guys do that I never did. Um, well, that's not true. I did do ELO. Um, I just didn't publish it publicly because people kept threatening me with like GDPR bullshit. Um, but uh, I love CRS. Um, I love how you do your meta thing, except for the objectivity or the subjectivity part where you, you add at least some uh, weighting based on how you feel things are. Um, cause I, that's just, but that's me as like the, the little data analyst analyst inside of me always gets fuzzy about trying to, uh, putting any kind of subjectivity in anything. It was always a problem for me uh, when I did the stats. I could go on a long tangent about that. Um, the one thing I would love for you guys to start doing in the new year, and you should, is now that you have an established CRS or ELO rating for players, um, you should start rating events. Ooh. So that's actually something that has already been discussed internally, and I realize I haven't told these guys about that oh good um, that... nice thumbs up so, Sick. so, so it's, it's something that we've that we've talked about doing for so uh i've been in talks with uh fred from the german tournament circuit and former captain of, former captain of team germany if i remember correctly fred oho yes yeah. mm -hmm. uh, i can never remember if it's oho or otto because i know my both oh, bcp yeah. otto sorry either way um he's actually been talking to me about when they do their um, their big tournaments coming up with a average ranking for the tournament mm -hmm. in terms of the, the CRS and, and the faction ranking. So that's something that I was going to actually do for LVO. I just didn't want to bring it up until now, but since you've suggested it, I may as well say that I'm, I may as well really reveal that I'm going to do LVOs it. LVOs will be in the toilet, but like round four will look like a really competitive GT once you just cut out the first three rounds. Well, that's the thing. Like basically going to look at average, top 10%, and where, where we all sit, like what the distribution looks like, is it's going to be crazy because some of them, it's going to be their first event of the year and some of them, it's yep. going to be their 16th event of the year. Luke says, retrodate the average ranking from that Mythicos GT. Hell yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. That, that one was rough. Because I think like, so we're at a point now, it's been that way for probably a year now where we have so many events running and we've, no, like, we've always known that um, events aren't created equally. Yeah, right? some events have softer metas. And some yep. are in America and some aren't. Yeah, exactly. Well, that helps because uh, it's spread out meta. And I mean, it's a dangerous topic for some people because they'll get really upset that my meta is shitty. And I know it used to be my running joke whenever I wanted to get somebody mad was I, I would make a backhanded comment about their meta because uh, everybody, <laughs> especially in the States, are so like Sensitive. so into into where their area and how competitive it is. Um, and so I used to do it as a joke. But like. But like we're at a point now where like we should, I think we should um, because we're going to come into a competitive circuit soon enough. Um, that's like bigger than the ITC. And we have so many events. Like I think having a rated uh, event um, will 
better focus down um like what's actually working out there because you're mean? not going to get that that skew from like that tiny event that had or that 30 person event that had custodies win so reaching right. elo rankings Ooh. i mean i was gonna go there next and talk about like because i used to geolocate everything um in my my personal spreadsheets for that reason um that was another thing i never published because i figured it would get people upset um, it does it's great we get so many emails about it but yeah like uh geolocation and but more importantly just getting to that point where we uh, actually rate events so we can weight them in some way um we we'll can help. finally see which ones we can just ignore, which has become all of them. It's been so much better than when we were on Fight Club. We talked about every event, and now we just ignore <laughs> all of them. It's great. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we skim over them real We just quickly. ignored any event that was won by Iron Hands for like probably six months. Oh yeah, you had to. Yeah, that was wise. Yeah, that's why LVO 2019 never happened. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Let's move on. Ugh. God, no, D Logan, I'm not asking that question. I'm sorry. No, ask it. What's Logan asking? Oh, is it politically charged? Okay. What does Falcon think about a balance system that still oh. uses physical media with a six-month lead time for production when balance slates have reached in between and out and proven to be entirely ineffective to the meta when you consider actual data points and performance? Asking for a friend who definitely knows nothing about the next GT pack. Thanks. Ah, yes. Um, so I, mean, I didn't ask that question. Don't answer that. Okay. <laughs> Logan, bad. Bad Logan, don't ask, don't ask leading questions. <laughs> we all know it's That's, a bad format. Why are my, you trying? My to guy, my guy, he's a Fight Club commentator, right? Like he talks about Street yep. Fighter all the time. All he can do is ask leading questions. Like he's got nothing yep. else. Okay, um, we have three methods for rebalancing the game currently. Brandon, this is your last question, by the way. Uh, data slate points in GTA back. At what intervals do you think these should change to best balance the game? Is the current system the best? This is so many questions. Or we're changing points more often and slate less on be better. Are six month GT seasons good or should it be twelve? I think that the data slate probably could be monthly, uh, or every other month without it exploding everything. Um mission pack I would like to change I think six months is fine. Um because it really drives me fucking nuts when we're just constantly chasing whatever just exploded the game. That's like my least favorite meta state is who can find the thing that GW didn't catch. Um, that shit makes me super sad. Um, so six months on that's probably fine. What was the other point points? Uh, uh, they should just, one... they should just be okay with changing points in the data slate and that should go every other month. And I think that's my, my ideal. I'm broadly okay with quarterly. I just think they should be higher impact when they do them quarterly. I think quarterly yeah. is fine. I, I think that they also acknowledge that they missed the mark considerably with the last one, whereas mm -hmm. the previous ones were a little bit more impactful. Um, the the fine-tooth approach doesn't always work when there are things that are significantly out of whack. I just hate how we've kind of gone from like big one, small one, big one, small one. I would just like medium, 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 medium all the way through. Hit the top and the bottom significantly on both ends, and then you—it's changing in three months again. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. provided that they actually commit to that and respond. That, exactly. That's everything. Um, I was a big proponent for quarterly balance data slates before it even happened, so I was very excited when it came. I think I talked about it on multiple podcasts. Like this is what we yeah. should be doing. Uh, the six months for GT pack is perfectly fine. Um, I find once you get to that sixth month, that's when you're kind of getting bored of it. That fifth mm -hmm. to sixth month, you play a lot. I mean, we've been um, playing the same missions since like 2020 now, right? So, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah some so actual like, changes to the missions would be nice. nice. That would be neat. If the GT pack actually changed missions, it would be super cool uh, to a significant degree. We'll just start playing um, the incursion missions. How bad can they be? Uh, and then... Um, don't answer that. They're real bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, balanced data sleets for me, it's like they need to be more impactful. And um, it was cool when they said that they used win rates, but like they need to catch up. We've been yeah, talking about more than like win rates for five stats years. Down now. Yeah. So just use more. You can definitely go more in depth than win they rates. They have the if you're data. Looking at win rates. Yeah, we well we've had the data for four and a half years, um, and we know what works and like it's getting better every day. So just call on the right people to get it done. So anyway, that's it. And points, points should be whatever the fuck they want. They should just I'm be down able for to monthly point changes. Like I would be so down just monthly, just tap the edges off of everything. It'd be fine. Yeah, like emergencies, whatever. Like that should be what points are for. Like yeah. oh yeah, we fucked up flamers. Sorry, there are 10 more points now. Let's move. Yep. So. How do you balance a game so money and time intensive between those who play competitively, e.g. attending multiple GT Plus events per year, and those who only attend smaller GTs and RTTs? Honestly. Balance think... it for everybody. Like, it's yeah, fine. Balance for I... the mid-tables. The top tables kind of matter. Like, egregious stuff there you got to hit. But balance so that everybody's having fun, and then you'll catch everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the I think that question is also leading into the the frequency of the updates because there are a small yet vocal minority who complain about too many changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the reality is, is that most of the people that I talk to and most of the people that play the game would much rather the game be updated regularly and be balanced rather than them just being locked to the same rules. And th- there's a secret. My codex there's too many, if there's too many changes, you can just play the codex as it's written. Like if you're playing in your garage, just like go and read the Blunderdome articles recently and see what that's yes. like. But <laughs> do that. You can yeah, do it's it. A like, hellscape. <laughs> so bad. But it's if, you're, if you're down, if you're down with rule zero and with your opponent, like having that pregame discussion, be like, "This is the kind of power level I'm aiming for." You can ignore everything that print this print on the GW website and just put your codexes. Like mean, people really still play Legacy and Magic, so true. Exactly, people play Commander competitively for some reason. Like it's fine. Uh, and it's with a trick answer. No one has fun playing Warhammer. You're goddamn right, Mister One and Two with Votan. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mistakes were made. Did you beam yourself? Like, what the fuck? No, he lost a thousand Sons of Flamers and then Grey Knights. Uh, Apparently, the librarian almost one-shot a fortress, but he failed smite. Uh, You two are so good at losing a Grey Knights. Brian did 14. Brian's fortress took 14 damage from uh, Purifying Flame and Vortex. Nice. That's fucked. You heard it here first, folks. If you're in the bracket that's likely to play Team Scotland at WTC, make sure you've got Grey Knights. Apparently, they've got no fucking answer. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what to do. Nobody <laughs> We've plays never them. seen them before. Yeah. I don't know what to do if they don't have five Dread Knights. Like, that's uh, the only thing I'd played against from that Codex before was four and or five Dread Knights. So, like, I seem to remember Innes losing the finals like, on stream to Grey Knights because he didn't know what Grey Knights did. No, that was with Grey Knights. <laughs> Were you playing Grey Knights? Yeah, against Mike Porter's Iron Hands. Oh, that's right. You forgot yeah, that what Iron yeah. Hands did. Grey Knight's my Achilles heel. It's very, very <laughs> obvious. Okay. If you could change one thing in the game right now, what would it be? And why does it annoy us so much? Why would you why would you do that, Chris? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's an easy one. I would make it so that uh, Tyrant Guard don't bodyguard Flyrants. Fine. Can I have anything resembling a compensation buff to the rest no. of my codex? Because everything else sucks. <laughs> nope. 
That's what you get. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Do you have the same Nids Codex everybody else does? Yeah, <laughs> man. The one that's winning GTs with without tyrant without high tyrants, right? Loads of them <laughs> everywhere. You can still use obscuring, bro. It doesn't have to get crazy. Fuck off. Have you seen the size of a hive tyrant? The thing is doing jazz hands on the surface of the sun with a backlight. <laughs> just, just use your use the train keywords, bro. It's not my fault you can't read. It'd be it'd be helpful if uh, you know obscuring ruins are actually obscuring. Yeah, could you imagine? No, I play on you could see the boards. What's what's the obscuring keyword? <laughs> well, it has the keyword. You're you're right. Anthony, what would you change? Um, hmm. I'd probably if I I can only make one change. One change. Uh, remove the portion of void armor that turns off wound rolls. Get out of here! Fuck you! No, I'm with you. I would like the Votan Codex was also a was also a viable choice, but that doesn't annoy him. Oh, I have to annoy Ennis. Well, the the question did say, what would it be, and why would it annoy Ennis so much? It doesn't have to annoy me. Oh, uh, in that scenario, the GSCF to fall on normal deep strike rules for all applications of deep striking. <laughs> Hell yes, I'm so there for that because our products would be so trash. I might get real buffs, uh, and that wouldn't even affect me in fights. So, like your fights would be like, yeah, I guess, cool. <laughs> yeah. Do I have to annoy myself? Like, yeah. I don't know. Eldar probably could do with something resembling a secondary buff. I don't know. It's That's pains dangerous. me to say it. They're but... so good at the generic ones. Do they really need that? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Their their Psyker one is weirdly hard for being an Eldar for being Eldar. Mm. I don't, even I don't know. This, this is hurting. Like, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> If I get to make a real if I get to make a real change, uh, I would move the objectives on recover the relics that are outside your deployment zone one inch to the side, so they're in your deployment zone. <laughs> hmm. That's it. Just just a little just a little nudge. Even only one of them. Push the other one like two inches out the way. Oh, setting that up would be a nightmare. I don't care to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, if it's if it's a real change, I would remove. Things that remove face caps, those probably just shouldn't exist. If it's face caps, just let it be face capped. Or just remove face caps. That's I, that would I actually quite like face caps as a design. Yeah, I'm okay with face oh, caps. I know exactly I don't think they should be anything you should be lookout starred, but other than that. I think that's fine too. Like I think if you can because like I don't mind that those things are hard to kill, right? Like those things shouldn't be just like, boop, you're dead. Um and that's their only real way to do that now. Like, offense is so high that when stuff get hit, stuff die. But, and that's not broadly an issue, but there are certain things that shouldn't just, like, see ya. Oh, can I do minus two strength and two AP from every weapon in the game? No. I'm on board for that. <laughs> like, just everything. Minus two strength, every, minus two Every AP. single weapon. And every plus weapon. one to all cast requirements. All seems what sketch. Have, like we're fucking gray knights. But what is your platonic ideal of a game where you just like do actions at each other until the no, game? No, we're over? like it takes. Hey, this is an art of war. I'm yeah. like, if you want to kill a, if you want to kill like four hundred points of an army, it should take about an army to kill four hundred points of an army. Is Why? my general feeling. So that the game takes five turns most of the time. 
but you could just not get shot by an entire army and stuff. Do you know what would be cool is if you could stand in the open and not immediately evaporate in 40k without playing exactly Terminators. Why? Because it's more interesting when you have more movement options besides hide behind wall like coward. Yeah, yeah, hide. Don't die. It's the 41st just... millennium, bro. It's dangerous. I missed I miss seventh, bro. We played on like four bits of terrain and everything lived the entire game. It was great. That sounds shit. Oh, that's garbage. I don't I miss care. like having multiple ballistic skill modifiers. Like that should just be back. Like, they could do that. Be, I'm all for that. Plus one, minus one. Oh, oh yeah, crazy. Space Marine, Space Marine's Busted Skill should be base four plus. Like, Space Marine should hit on fours, and then it should get better. Where, like, we don't use sixes to hit, like, at all. So Yeah, we should definitely... Really as many mods as you want to stack. Do it. Live yeah. your best life. Don't put... I think the game is better when more stuff is alive on turn five. Because you get more options for more of the game, which results in more play skill being important. Yeah, if you want more stuff to be alive on five, don't get it killed before then. Easy. You sure you're on Art of War, Anthony? Yeah. Just hide, bro. It's fine. That's what they do. Hide. Hide and do actions. Yeah, stand over there. Take two the last if it's available. Not anymore, though. Yeah. Bang. Play book missions. Play, play, play Ram Ratchison so you can run while we, while we stand with fight. Perfect. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Jeremy or Curie? It says Jeremy right there, bro. He's like stuck Jerry. with Curie, but his name is Jeremy. Yeah, I, I, I respond to very much, very much used both interchangeably when we were when I was in the states. I can't not call him Curie. Yeah, we we've already decided that my next judge is going to be Judge Jury and Executioner. Yeah, like Judge a, Curie and Executioner. Yes, sorry. Uh, ideal for a commentary desk, and is it two man or three man? It's um, it's two and a half. You should have two commentators, box. and you should have a third that's um, that's intermittent to provide uh, a deeper it. dive into what's actually happening on the table. Um, I like I fully believe there should be kind of like a color commentator who knows the the game and how it and the the timing and everything that's happening. You need someone that's there for pacing purposes, um, and then you kind of need a third person that's there to to maintain story and in-depth coverage um whether that's through interviews or just to cut to to uh to talk about like what's going on on the rest of the floor um or to go really in-depth on uh, a a play that has happened the game is slow enough that if you have the right production team um they should be able to monitor the the pacing of the game themselves and cut away when necessary um the one thing i really loved when i did um both times i've done capital city bloodbath having uh rob the honest wargamer with me is like he has perfected commentary pacing um he he knows like barely anything about 40k uh but he he's so good at watching a game and the flow of a game that he knows like when to ask the right questions he knows when to cut the camera and he does all of it while he's talking um, so every time I've commentated with him, I've loved it for that reason. And I, and I feel like the, the, the audience has loved it too. And it keeps me on track because as a guy with ADHD that can get hyper-focused on a, a topic, um, it's good to have somebody there to push me off um, and get me to look at something else for a minute. Um, it's one of the things I love and hate when I commentate with Adam Camilleri because he and I are very much the same person in so many ways. <laughs> uh, so we get, we both get hyper-focused on things and one of us has to take over the, the, uh, the pacing role. Um, 
and we're both very fast talkers. So like when we when we do LVO, it's there's there's often a lot of talk between the two of us between takes on uh, what we need to cover. Uh, but yeah, the two and a half is like my my favorite. My, so I have, I'm going to put two on this one. My favorite, my favorite idea is you, Adam Cavallari, Tom Layton, and Nick Danavati all on the desk with Tom doing table bossing because the sheer amount of fast talk hell would be incredible to watch. Oh, it'd uh, be awful. It would be terrible, but I would be so there for the energy. Uh, so basically what you're saying is you want hype person on the desk, autistic person running tables, and a guy who has social skills. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. So we're missing like the third one most of the time. Uh, but we'll get there. It'll be fine. It's no, I, I broadly really enjoy uh, a lot of the, the 40k commentary that comes out when it's for good good players. That's the, the most painful thing. The commentary, like, as long as the commentators are barely cap- are, are capable, if the players are playing a competent game and not making tons of mistakes, the commentary will be fine. Don't worry. Yep. About it. But yeah, watching, no, uh... watching games can be so, so difficult sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I believe the VODs for the last Capital City Bloodbath are on TS Network or something like that. I think so. It yeah, was Network. both Esports times Network. I've done Capital City Bloodbath uh, have been uh, times where like generally when I commentate at the end of at the end of a day because of like how I am mentally, I'll be very down on myself and I'll go over like every mistake I've made. Um, but particularly this year, Capital City Bloodbath, but even the first year. Um, I didn't feel that way at all. Like I felt like we nailed the commentary, particularly on day uh, on the final day. Um, but even day one um, this year, I felt really good with it. Um, I, we got a lot of compliments, and that's normally something I hate. Um, but the feedback was so good that I was I was really into it. I really um, enjoyed. It. And plus, Rob's setup is perfect. Um, oftentimes, when you watch uh, commentary from different groups, they don't trust the commentators enough. Uh, to give them control um, or um, they dumb things down just a little too much doing doing commentary for lgt 2021 with the honest war gamers like setup with like the telestrator and stuff like that is some of the best work coverage i've ever been the high the pleasure being part of it was perfect uh, like, i love his setup and i wish i wish that uh, more people could could take that on so or just hire rob guys just hire rob for your events or just hire rob yeah I yeah. love the man. Follow through. Uh, okay, next up, PR goals and ambitions for 2023, and there's a follow up to this. <laughs> so my big goal for 2023, uh, my two goals were re- get to do LVO again. So that's happening. Um, last year's LVO was like a dream of mine to do, but because of stuff I was going through at the time, it wasn't a dream. So this time, I'm really hoping I can actually like enjoy my time. <laughs> And get through it. Um, the other goal is to is to make Falcon happen, um, and I'm really close. I'm really just making sure that I can nail down terrain before I really start uh, pushing it because I don't want to have like a an old fire school. fest. Was, yeah, I don't want to have a fire fest. So like I've got I've been pricing terrain. I've already got a venue. I'm just want to make sure like I've got it nailed down before I say and come to this thing at this day. Falcon when it happens, obviously. So. Yeah. yeah. So no, and I've, I've, I'm having meetings every couple of weeks. So right after Christmas, I'll have another one where I'll hopefully nail down the last of it. And yeah, Falcon a Goonhammer joint. I'm hoping to happen in June. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Woo-hoo. Okay. Uh, and then the follow-up to that is why is Die Hard the best Christmas movie? 
which I don't it understand. Is a, how die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It happens at Christmas, and that's the only thing. The redemption then, arc in Die Hard is terrible. Brandon asks, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh, which I feel like you've answered. But I also feel like us acknowledging it gives him an extra question. That means that we can definitely ignore one of his next ones. Uh, what's the best way to organize updates for the players to use well? I'm broadly fine with the way they do it now. Like on the website and the community article, it seems fairly reasonable. Having a change log on those on those big yeah. ones would be great. Like just uh, added this line on page three, Remove as opposed to highlighting it. Great. Yeah, whenever sections disappear from FAQs, it's like, did I'm you like, oh, I need to scroll that? back through my backlog to find which string of letters this one was, so I can yeah. run a text Where? comparison on it. Where did that go? Is my least favorite game with the with the FAQs. <laughs> yeah, at least WC uh, score them out. <laughs> yes, but yeah, yeah, I think that they do a fine job right now. Favorite Xmas song? Oh, we were done with them. I don't care. I like this question. I make song? the rules. Favorite Xmas song? <laughs> um, it used to be Fairy Tale in New York City. It's probably White Christmas now. Tis the Damn Season by Taylor Swift. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think Hollywood Undead. Christmas in Hollywood. Christmas by Hollywood Hollywood Undead. is also a banger. Yes. <laughs> that's it. Cool. Least favorite Xmas song? I, I hate I hate most of them. I hate Any of the ones that so play much. in grocery stores, because I worked retail for long enough to hate that yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I hate I hate the band aid one. The, do they know? I, I hate it so much. Oh, that's so bad. It's so Eurocentric. It drives me insane, and it also sounds like shit. I don't even know what song that is. It's the Do They Know It's Christmas Time at All one, where it's like mm, Feed the World terrible. and shit like that. It's so yeah, it's bad. Awful. It's like a massive hitting in the UK. It's a terrible song, and it's also like Do They Know It's Christmas Time? Motherfucker, they're in like the rest of the world. Not everywhere celebrates Christmas, dude. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hate it so it's much. Bad. It's the worst. That and the Mariah Carey one. Yes, mm. Mariah Carey is also. I think that was just universally hated. At it has point. to be. But it's so. so popular. I don't understand. I don't. Popular things can be bad. Is it's like Nickelback. Nickelback's having a resurgence. Call I've looked, back, I've looked back around on Nickelback a little bit. I, I don't know. Let people enjoy it's things. On that Chris, front. Isn't it? No. I don't think so. TikTok mostly. Um. I'm very happy that I got a pair of preaches for the Christmas in Hollywood or the retail thing. I'm not sure which one that was. Both, probably. Yeah. Um, in his question from last week, what do you think of GW slash player place at the Mythic Ghost? Uh, holy shit, it's so bad. How do you play on that terrain? I do not understand how you could be like, this is good terrain and we should keep playing this. You just put more melee in your list, dude. It's easy. Dude, no. I played fucking Kraken. <laughs> like, what more melee do you want from me? Yeah. I had 36 strength 5 AP 2 shots a turn. That was it. I could, there was could too many that. it turned out. You could replicate that with a solid squad of intercessors. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. I don't understand. We sat. We sat down. We deployed the mission, the objectives for secure for secure mission artifacts. You couldn't move an objective so that it wasn't completely hidden on terrain. Anywhere there was no point. Why? Why does this mission exist in this? I don't get it. I don't understand. Why is the dense irrelevant? Why did the middle ruins? I, I don't know how representative the middle ruins were from that one, but why did the middle ruins? You did just the, keep getting the middle ruins wrong. <laughs> wrong, but also the terrain, the terrain was not consistent across the event. So. Wrong, but inconsequential anyways. Um, I, I hate it so much. It was so bad. Your deployment zone is like 
unassailable, and then the midboard is death. Uh, I do not like it. I would like midboard terrain. Midboard terrain is good. More small pieces of terrain is better because it becomes less fragmented and less easy for people to just walk onto and see all of it for free. Um, I hate it. I hate all of it. It's so, so stupid. You basically, you could deploy with a fucking blind screen in the middle of the board, and you could either, you could basically... 95% chance your opponent's deployed exactly how you think they are, and like 5% they're on the line. <laughs> That's it. Those are the only two choices. Uh, That's also just 40k right now. It's entirely <laughs> inconsequential how you deploy in UKTC as well. Yeah, I know. But UKTC is also, UK also not a good terrain set. Like, that's not... <laughs> the only terrain set I've still seen that I care about at all that I will actively defend is the WTC one. Yeah, WTC is, WTC is good for team play specifically. For singles play, you need to be careful with which maps you use. Well, yeah, you'd have uh, to pick the right maps. And I don't yeah, know you have to use, are, like, but... a subset of them. I could probably go into it, but it varies by mission as well. So, like... Yeah. Uh, player placed is bad, and you should feel bad for liking it. Um... Play place does bad. I wish terrain mattered less in 40k. That's ultimately why I want Lethality to go down, is so that terrain can matter less so we can go back to playing on random garbage and it being mostly okay. No. Raise the standards that are required of your organizers. We could do both. We could lower the, the burden on tournament organizers by lowering the lethality of the game to a point where less terrain is necessary and also up the standard of that lowered barrier. Because I like your expectations. I like Innes's answer a lot. Yeah. Thank you, PR. Thank you for making me feel sane. Um... Like as someone that's about to buy like ninety tables worth of terrain, I really like your answer a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's so it would hard be nice. to set up and run events now. Yeah. Yep. Because like, you will be the judged only, only on having I can bad possibly tables. Possibly give you for GW terrain being even slightly passable is that at least it's just like six ruins and some woods. Like it's you so can, easy to get. It's so easy. Like it's fucking garbage, but it's barely playable garbage. And I will give it that it is the I would describe it as the minimum viable playable terrain setup. Like yeah. they scraped the fucking barrel. You could make it so much better with like three tweaks and an extra ruin. But whatever. Santa is upset. It is still just barely better than the front Barely minimum viable. Yeah, player placed is not a viable product. That That's... It's not. It's just not. Please stop trying to pretend it is. Um, what kind of coverage from WTC would you guys like to see? For example, more interviews with teams and players and storytelling behind each of them, or rather focus on singular games? Hmm. I think the team narrative is important, so I think I'd rather see that. More coverage like Enter the Matrix. But I think I think Typhus is specifically talking about at event coverage. Yeah, at the event. But I mean like that, like the take half an hour in between rounds, or not to say in between rounds, but at the end of the day, and sit down and do a long form interview with I, I'm a, going to be honest, that's not going to happen. I know it's not gonna happen. You don't we got drinking to do. I know. I was there at this year. Like I know. I, I know that there is no time, but this is me in a ideal. I would love to see this. Yeah. So, what I would love, and this goes back to my favorite episode of Forty K Stat Center we ever did, which was the 2019 WTC coverage we we ran. Um, your team hype should be before the event and after the event. Um. So team focus, who's going to be there? What's the story? Why should I care about these countries? 
um, during the event, you need to keep focusing on that uh, narrative that you've started. So like pick your four to six teams that you're going, that you are the teams you want to watch um, as the gate, as the event starts. Make sure one of them is bad. With them. You want to have some coverage on the bomb tables as well. Pick a bad team that's interesting. And yeah, but that, that comes during the event. Because the concept yeah. here is you start, you go in, you pick four to six teams. Usually you pick your four teams that you want to win. Um, and then your one or two underdogs or ones you want to focus on from a perspective of they're new or whatever. Uh, whatever the interesting story is. And then when you're at the event, you want to make sure you're constantly going back and covering those teams, even if they're not the most exciting game. Um, in terms of uh, team coverage, the best team coverage I've seen so far, uh, Pro Tabletop did ATC once one year. Um, and it wasn't the best, but it was better than we've ever had. Uh, they ran four tables, I believe, simultaneously, um, and they could cut uh, between them rather quickly. Um, I think that was probably unnecessary, but if you did two tables at a time or three tables um, and then had a roving uh, reporter covering the rest, um, that would be ideal. And then focus uh, and then as like the event goes, like pick a matchup and a secondary matchup and that's it. Um, and then your post coverage is going to be telling the full tale of the event uh, because nobody paid attention anyway. Um, and that's going to be your big views is like what actually happened. Make sure you're getting it like interviews with the, the team captains. Um, those guys, they put so much effort into the thing, but they're also the ones that like push their team so hard and want to have that kind of coverage. Um, so they'll be willing to do it in a second and you'll get great sound bites and it'll be amazing. My favorite piece of like actual WC coverage was um, Tom Layton's Twitter for 2018, where he just yep. like live reported what was happening. Um, Belgium have won the round against blah blah. This is why that's important. They moved to X and O. Belgium are or like you know America are up 75 45 against blah. We need to see these games come in. I think this is an unfavorable like report on the ground is that this is going well, this is going well. See, it, We'll see it as it comes in. That kind of like live ticker reporting is really cool unless people just kind of like tune into a Twitter feed or a web page. We could probably set that up for StatCheck That's and have a StatCheck live reporter and just have a runner going and just have people yep. like reporting like back on what's going, just like people at home because you don't have to be at the event to do this. Just refresh BCP every 20 minutes. Uh, and we could have people like I think that's something that we could definitely look at, uh, and that'd be really. I, I would love to see something like that. Uh, it's probably something WC should be providing. To be honest, it's just like mm -hmm. what's going on at the event. This is the news. I mean, uh, we could work with WTC to make that a thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, we can. That, like that's a thing to talk about. Like me, uh, we'll figure that out. But talk Super about the event. Problems. What's hype? What's happened today? Why is today cool? Have a summary article that goes up and be like, "Yo, this was really cool." There's a. I'm pretty sure it's bridge, right? This is a weird, this is a slight tangent, but it's very, it's kind of related. There's a bridge world championship where they play like 40 games of bridge in a day with like groups. And they, at the end of the day, they send out a newsletter to everybody with, this is what happened. This was a cool play. This was a unique situation that came up in this game. And this is why this is really interesting. And this is how we would have played it. And we asked an analyst to weigh in on this and this and this. And they do like a bunch of that. And it's like a 40 page newsletter for each of the days of like this three day bridge championship. And it's just like, man, you don't have to do that far, but a news blast that goes out on the WC webpage and be like, this was the these were the big upsets of the day. We grabbed a couple of pictures from in the snap of the stream game. Would you have done this is a situation where they went for would you what would you have done in this situation? And just get people involved and engaged with it. Like it yeah. doesn't seem that hard. Make people feel like they're there and like they're part of the action. And so people care about their goddamn here. country. Yeah. That's true. 
like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but th this World Cup thing just happened. Like, four billion people watched it because it's a game everybody plays and about countries. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Buenos Aires was like bank holiday today. We won a game, a game championship. Like, that's we're not tapping. We can tap into a bit of that with the national prides thing. People play, people care when it's America, people care when it's England and Germany. Yeah, we had someone for, for Team Canada doing a fair amount of social work, social media work leading up to the WTC and a little bit yeah, during it. The social work. Um, no, it was Max. No, no, social care. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I think Sam was doing that more. Uh, but yeah, like, and, and and the response that we got was there was a lot of engagement. There's a lot of people interesting in following, following along. So like doing those blurbs and those blasts to keep people engaged and following along at home is huge. Yeah, and in a, a way that's accessible and everybody can see. Like, that should be a thing that gets cross-posted to Reddit and every Facebook page and mm -hmm. is getting on Twitter and podcasts. And, like, it should be a thing people care about, right? It's the world championships of the game we all love and play. Like, there should be a path. Everybody should have a path to seeing the, what they where they could be at WC or how they can care about it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of teams are doing a much better job of making that more open and accessible. WC are doing a bit of work on that themselves. WC should be... WT is already so goddamn cool, and it could be so much cooler um, that I just I really want to see that happen. Like within mm -hmm. my tenure as part of it, uh, from the vaguely important side. Yeah, all stuff that could happen. If CSM was disallowed at WC due to release date, why is WC hot on using potentially bug-ridden brand new edition in twenty twenty-three? Because nobody will give a shit if we're playing ninth edition after tenth is out. Exactly, especially if it's been out for two months. Yeah, like one codex, fine, it matters for a few players and it will affect the meta of the event, but it is just the meta of the event. It is not, we are now playing 10th edition. Every, WC players are now incentivized to ignore 10th edition for as long as possible so they don't get rules mixed up in their head and start yep. playing new things and they can focus. And instead you're saying to them, all you guys who are incredibly invested in 40k and are like figureheads of your scene and running tournaments and going to tournaments, Ignore that for two months. Go play the old. Go something else. I don't know how close it is. I yeah. know, and I get that, but nobody's going to give a shit if we're playing ninth edition after it's been out for two months. If it's two months, sure. If it's one, it's different. I yeah. get that, but I don't even think one's no one different. Give, no one will give a shit if it's a month out either. It's like yeah. two weeks. Yeah, like, the community moves fast. So this is a big bias, but I'm definitely less concerned about. The thoughts of the spectator when it I'm comes to I'm talking about the players at the event too. Oh, yeah. see, like, like you're I... going to care less. I guess I don't know. And the teams voted overwhelmingly in favor of playing tenth. Oh yeah, we're playing tenth. Like if it's there, that's you're going to be like, why am I? I'm playing a dead game. I don't care. This is like nothing to me anymore. Like all your prep work feels like it's wasted because you're not doing it for you're doing it for something. Like but I get it, it sucks. Now. There's always like, going to be both sides of the argument, but yeah, we, overwhelmingly, it sucks ass playing a dead game. Yeah, Luckily, it's a team format, so the chances are, if GW fucks up only a little bit, which is what they tend to do, there's just going to be one broken list you have yeah, to worry so about. We don't see index eighth again. Uh, I was going to say this depends a lot on what the move to tenth looks like. It sure right? does. Like that is absolutely true, but like. Do you remember how when we had like a balanced data slate one week and we just went, yeah, we're just not covering anything from last week because it doesn't matter anymore? Yeah. The same thing. Yeah. Different scale, on a, the same thing. 
on a much bigger scale. Well, no, that's like way different, right? Because we're talking about like tiny little regional GTs with people from the Midwest clobbering weekend dads, not the end not, of a season. It's the same concept. Like it's a different scale, sure, but it is the same concept. Anyway, <sighs> have you guys played much Crusade this session? No. No. Played two campaigns and three campaigns now, but nothing that I would want to see brought over to mainstream. Crusade is There's fun with relics, friends, and that's about it. If because it breaks that, real fast if you try to metagame it. It yeah. seems like adding more paperwork to 40k is not what 40k needs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, if violence, any chance you were able to pose still for a few seconds and try to look like you're shooting lasers out of your eyes? <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of on camera hours of me. Anthony, like, really staring Anthony, at the. Now, stare, stare at Falcon. But no, take your hand off your fucking face, idiot. There we go. Now try to look like Godzilla. Uh, what? I don't there you know. go. There you go. Well, you your mouth so much. Jesus fuck. I'm confused and scared. <laughs> Stop making me pose for shit. Uh, I see. Keep. I keep seeing people lumping GSE with Admech and Marines as needing major buffs. Would you all agree with that? Yes. No. But only for the combat stuff, because the yeah, shooting stuff is fine. But all the combat stuff sucks so much, Dick. It does big damage. It just doesn't deliver reliably. Yeah, it can't get there, or and honestly, it doesn't do that much damage anymore, man. Like drills is like the only thing that's, and it's like the swingiest damage ever you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it doesn't do that much damage except for the shit that does fuck tons of damage. That's fair, I guess. It's spiky as all hell. It's spiky yeah. as all hell, and it's very inconsistent. It's just a poorly internally balanced codex, is really. Yeah, honest. and I mean that's kind of the same issue with Admech and uh, well, Marines are just a mess because of how many data sheets they have. But Admech is. Absolute garbage internal balance. The cult that makes got great internal balance as long as you should pretend it's Codex Katari. So yeah, we sure. Nerf, we should nerf Admech again. Stop that. Um, what is your favorite 40k memory, Peter? This is getting real into the territory of when I eventually ask you to come on my interview show, but whatever. My favorite 40k memory. Um, is it the is it the Gargan? <laughs> fuck that gargant um i mean that's a funny story but um my favorite 40k memory is probably when i was at bao commentating my shitty version of commentary back then um when uh, jeff robinson won versus jim vessel uh, that was an amazing game to watch in person for a lot of reasons like it was jim at the top of his game playing his the best army in the game that Really, if you looked at the stats, only he was playing that well. Um, like there were people playing mod. Like TJ had his own variation on the list that was doing better. But like Jim's very because Jim didn't use um, Blight Lords. Um, like watching that game and how that played out of these two guys who at the time I had great respect for both of them, um, and like the twists and turns of it, um, and like Jeff winning. Uh, this event that he'd wanted to win for so many years, particularly in retrospect when he passed away a couple months later. Um, like that was big for me to be part of that. Um, that's probably my favorite 40K memory. The Gargant is like a close 800th uh, because of how <laughs> shitty that was. And fuck that guy. <laughs> that's fine. We'll get that story out of you on uh, in this night sometime. I think I'll okay. try and do that. Um don't pitch owning a Titan when it's made of cardboard, people. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, what do you all want to see for trade in 10th? Less of it, but more rule better of it. 
Just something yeah. unified. I don't really care what standard we go to as long as it's, it's widely adopted. I want I codex think... terrain. Everybody, codex codex specific terrain. Do it. Should Used relics cost it. points it instead of CP? Probably, yeah. I would. I'd be down for a return to that. We're seeing a lot of that with the like chapter master and yeah. Arcana yeah. and all those upgrades being points. Just just point them because a, a one CP relic pistol is not worth the same as a one CP relic of Reaper of Blair X. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, w- I was really hoping we would get cool like point upgrades things in the CS Eminence that we got marks costing points, and I was like, I you always, bastards. You know, what I always really despise is how the game in some ways pretends. That Imperial Knight relics and Warlord traits are worth the same as everybody else's. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, relic guns are really terrible until it's an Avenger Gatling cannon. <laughs> it's like a little different. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> well Yeah, man, Col- Col's Wrath and uh, Pietrov's MK45 are about as good. One CP. Yeah, they're uh, equivalent. Um, Paul, I'm not answering the Legion question. This is not a Legion podcast. If you want to see Legion check, you should increase your patron bid and come come host it with me uh dick would like to know if he wants to bring 180 racks or necro good stuff to dutch finals next one right Annihil- annihilation rats. legion annihilation legion don't do that annihilation yeah you should, play racks. Racks. you should play racks no don't do the racks your backs your back will hate you for it dick no. is very fast in warhammer he'll be fine. He's also very dick, sturdy. dick is a sturdy man yeah yeah dick dick can handle it dick can handle it plus i think he owns a shuffleboard pushy thing that's all you need for oh, that. Okay. Then he's good then. Plus, he's probably seen Justin play it a few times, and like it yeah. can't be that hard if Justin can play it. I mean, he's it, watched so. Manny play it, and I mean, somehow he always gets in under time. So You should play 175 is specifically what you should play, though, not 180, because uh, then you could fit a score of Scourges, and you could actually score secondaries, which I usually <laughs> Secondaries are useful, yeah. Yeah, I hear that secondaries good. with the other one. Also, remember that Rack Reroll Wounds is 2CP, not 1, when you use what? the unit. Man, I watched right. people play that wrong, then. Yeah, once or twice. Okay, I think there were some questions in chat, but I'm going to broadly just pretend there weren't. Um, right, you have five minutes, go. Oh, fuck off. Uh, I'm scrolling back. All right, so the photo where we have Anthony with all of the turbo, is it going to be a very pink dress? Yes. Yeah, that sounds good. I, we could probably bribe him to do that. Um, the trick to spring well with CRS is to play Tau. Yeah, probably. Um, what did you say, Peter? How's your new nickname, Elsa Jean? I don't understand. Okay, and it's, you're not old enough. No, clearly not. Uh, have we heard the Germans are sending some to LVO? Yeah, but... Who's, not the, a good player? who's, who's coming to LVO from the Germans? I'm going to guess it's Fred. But probably, it's probably Fred Sebastian. Sebastian, yeah. Godspeed. Nobody, nobody who matters, basically. Uh, Fred's dope. Fred's dope. Fred. Fred's lovely. Fred's wonderful. Fred's so really good at Warhammer. Um... I'm not. I'm still betting on some random Italian. Like LVO is a meta that favors Italians. It depends um, if they're allowed to toss models at LVO. That's what Ooh. I just said. LVO is a meta that favors Italians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no hate to the Italian community. I love all of you. Or probably I don't think I've ever interacted with any of you. Just not that one guy. Does not count. That one guy. Yeah, fuck uh, that one guy whose name I didn't even bother memorizing. And all you people that aren't patrons yet, fuck you too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ash, Ash Loftus, a wonderful, wonderful human being, says, if you had to anyone with a single plastic model, 40k model, what would it be for maximum damage? I feel like you're asking this with intent, buddy. Uh, a plastic one? Yeah. Uh, Storm probably, Raven? Storm no, Raven. probably one of the Night Desecrators or... 
yeah, they a fully got a assembled land fort would not tickle. Yeah, but you got to think of all the spiky bits that embed themselves. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking about just like impact. Land Harpy? forts are not that. Ch uh... I think you're overestimating the amount that the impact of like the spiky parts will hold up. Like the I've definitely got some cuts on my arms from like scraping terrain and stuff like that. Fortress mm -hmm. of Redemption. Ah, there we go. There you go. Yeah, that's gonna fuck somebody's day up real bad. Yeah, that's gonna suck. <laughs> that's gonna fuck up somebody's day real bad. That's a Nick Rose moment. There's a name uh, I haven't heard in a hot minute. Yeah. Uh, Peter, where is our land train? That's what the Hecaton Siege Fortress was. Mm. Mm. I feel like I'm gonna. If I ever get them, I'm gonna convert them to be more. You have trainy. to put them together to make. I'm gonna put them on rails. You know. Uh, Wait for the jump back, guys. That may or may not have been. Pick one. Point. No bodyguard flowers or minus one stat to everything in the book. I'll take no bodyguard flowers. That's fine. I can live with that. If those are the choices, <laughs> minus one stat to everything in the book seems really bad. <laughs> I'm sure you'd love T2 gargoyles. My gargoyle toughness is not the not their break point. Eleven inch move might be the painful eight points. Uh, uh I'm not seeing anything else. No. Um, right, let's briefly discuss uh, next week. We are not doing a real show next week. Not that we super did a real show this week, but next week we are going to just be coming on and shooting the breeze a little bit uh, rather than drink anything in. specifically for you. We'll probably have a drink. Uh, so you are all more than welcome to join us, but do not expect a regularly scheduled episode next week. Uh, Nathan will continue to not be with us. I believe he is still in France. Um, no, Nathan will be back next week as well. Oh, is Nathan back next week? Cool. Son Nathan, of a bitch. If he's not, he's not. Son of a bitch. Um, so, new Peter will be back next week. Um, I think I'm speaking on his behalf. I'm sure I'll be fine. Okay, we'll find out me. next Tuesday. At so 6 we will. We will probably. It will probably still be 40k related. We'll because we're you know we've got nothing else in common, guys. Sorry, but um, True. Uh, but yeah. So we will be here next week. Uh, Peter did all the pluggy things for us earlier, so uh, go and listen to Peter's dire warnings of, fores of foresight, because otherwise uh, bad things will, can and will happen to you. Yeah, uh, don't let it happen to you. You don't want to be the one. Like, comment, subscribe on everything. Uh, sign up for the Patreon, or get fucked. Like, uh, If you want to find Peter other places, you can. Um, sorry. Nope. Can't check, find check, out Peter's, check out Peter's legacy at 40kstats.boonhammer.com. I guess. It's, I mean, you can also just go to 40kstats.com. Um, and, oh, and does that still it. work? Cool. I do do articles for them, um, and I will be bringing back the adjacent show tomorrow. Oh, um, sure. Oh, yeah. So that'll be fun. So if you want to find more PR, you can find him on the adjacent show, which is as yeah. far away from 40k as you could get while still having a toe in the water. Well, I have to try. Like, uh, Rob tries real hard to make me talk about 40k, and I hate it. So. <laughs> PR, it has been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you, Anthony and Jeremy, for stepping in uh, on, I, I suppose it's not short notice, you knew it's your show too, but uh, thank you, Jeremy, for stepping in uh, with us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to all of the wonderful podcasts who are here with us today uh, for sitting in our chat. That's 4K Fireside, 4K Down, uh, Down Under, Art of War, um, other ones, Frontline Gaming, some things like Seth. You know. Some short name Frontiers. Some show named Frontiers. I don't think that's real. Um, he slapped off Team Scotland while being on Team New Zealand. Like, that doesn't seem mm -hmm. right. Um, New Zealand isn't real anyway. Exactly. It's not, not on any of the, it's not on any of the maps. How could it possibly be real? It's true. Except for um, Steve Joel. Except for Steve Joel, who I am actually getting interviewed by tomorrow, which is going to be great. So that's uh, going to be good fun. Uh, 
Um, thank you so much, everybody, for being with us for this slightly less orthodox episode. We're going to end the show because Anthony's threatening me with the finger. Have a great Christmas, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.